God, she gets on my nerves! Please, this is just typical Tony. Mm -hmm. Self-absorbed and clueless. No, she has sunk to new lows of self-centeredness and bad friendship-ness. <laughs> she has completely screwed me over. Now, I don't know why you're acting all surprised. You know the child is trifling. I don't even know why I'm friends with her. <laughs> you preach into the choir. Frankly, Joan, I would have encouraged you to cut her loose years ago. If I had been waiting for you to rip each other's clothes off in a fit of pique. <laughs> Lego, Lego, my ego. Oh, it's ego. That's right. Lego, my ego. See, I'm a child of the 90s. You know, I see it. <laughs> I think about waffles and syrup. <laughs> I mean, that's how I read it, too. Lego, my ego. Wait, how do you spell ego? With the two same G's. Way you spell it got ego, two G's. Right? Oh, that's why. See, okay. that's how they get you. Okay. It so confuses you, right? My bad. Yeah, no, don't worry. I just said it. So it's Lego my ego because, huh, Tony, what you doing, girl? Come on now. <laughs> anyway, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And today is episode season four, episode 14, Lego my ego. And it was written by Regina Hicks, air date 216. 2004 now etsy what the fuck did you think about this episode it was cute it's kind of starting trouble and starting conflict for no reason because once we get into it it's like we know this person is how they are so i don't get why is this big thing now right right but here's the thing we know uh-huh we know this person is how they are but does the person know that they are this way of course she's had some moments throughout the show oh okay because the, the question is does she care about changing how she is not does she know i'm sure she knows well i didn't think she know by the way she reacted this seemed like like front page news to her <laughs> she was like wait what i don't know you, she's like oh my god girl <laughs> Ethan William has something to say. I'm like, bitch, you barely here. <laughs> right. William, you don't even, you wasn't shooting with them in the gym. So I don't know. You shouldn't have nothing to say. It was not. There's full storylines. William don't even, weren't even in. Like we talked yeah. about this previously where they going through shit. The girls are going through shit and William has got some other storyline chasing some girl or some shit. So mm -hmm. that really surprised me. All right. But uh, let's get into this episode. No news of note. So we're going to go on to the episode. I'm going to start off this cold open. All right. So it opens up. We're at Skia hanging out with the girls. And Joan announces she's being the chair of a silent auction for the L.A. Homeless Fund. And it's a lot of work on her. But it's a great butt kissing opportunity for her at the firm. She's finding it hard to get donations, even though she told Sweetelson that she could rack up $60,000, we'll find out, for this charity. That's a lot of fucking money. I'm not going to hold you. When I first heard that price, I was like, well, that amount, I was like, ooh, that's just something that they want you to do? Like, oh, just just raise $60,000. She apparently got herself into it because she thought that it would get her a leg up in the company, in the firm. And honestly, if it's going to be 60K, 
She could have been as Tony, because, you know, well, that's right. Tony broke. Jesus. Uh huh. But that, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. And why not just tell Swedelson, you know what? I thought I could do it, but I can't. What, what's the consequences of that? She doesn't want to look irresponsible. You know, when you say you can do something, then you back out of it. Yeah. You know, it's all office politics with these people. So these people. (sighs) But I'm thinking, does it show in her work, her work ethic as a lawyer? Because this is some outside shit. If she does her job as like the job she signed up for at the firm and she's always been a reliable worker. What does this outside thing have to do with anything? I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with it in a perfect world. But these are the same people who are firing black women for not smiling. Like, so I don't really. Ooh. Yeah. I. She doesn't need any strikes against her in case that. Yeah. Comes up. You know how, how, how the palm colored people are. <laughs> so uh, office politics and this fake nice shit. That's what they do. They're very, very manipulative, sneaky and manipulative like a rat. Yeah. Well, it's a charity to help out the homeless. So they're raising the money. And Maya says, speaking of the homeless, Lynn has got till Wednesday to get the hell out of her house. Dang. It's crazy that she's been living there considering she married William. And William said, if you marry me, you can stay at my place rent free. Right. But I feel like the marriage lasted for such a small amount of time that like didn't even make no sense for her to live with William. And then she would have to dip after. I would have been there that night. <laughs> Not to consummate the marriage, but as soon as the dude said, I now pronounce you, I'm leaving from here to go set up my house, or my room or whatever at that bitchin' ass apartment. Mm-hmm. Not, at, not at Maya's house. Mm. Not that small ass house with the fucking pull-out couch that I'm sleeping on. No. I would be out of Maya's like so fucking fast if I married William. <laughs> I don't care how short the marriage is. So Lynn's like, whatever, kick me out. I'll be living in a lap of luxury once my alimony check comes in. And this is news to the girls because they ain't know this shit. They ain't know she was married. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They're like, who giving you alimony, bitch? Who you got married to, Annika? And when? And Lynn gives them the whole story about how she married William for a hot minute. Well, see, what had happened was you were all set to run off and marry Brock. And in the spirit of competition, William didn't want you to beat him to the altar. But now we're divorced. That's insane. Does anybody else here think that's insane? Am I the only one here who thinks that's insane? Because that is insane. Yes, Joan, we all think it's fucking insane. Captain Obvious, Mm -hmm. come on. And Len's like, nah, uh, insane is William trying to stiff me on my alimony settlement. But once that money comes in, I'm going to rent a penthouse in Tony's building. Damn. I'm like, how much you get? <laughs> Tony said the same thing. How, much, how, how the fuck much you getting? And is it enough money to sustain a penthouse? It's. I don't think it would be. I think she manages her money poorly, as we'll see coming up. But I don't, you got to, in order to have a penthouse, you got to have, I feel like you got to have a million coming in a year at least. She said rent. In LA? Right. So... You still? I'm a, damn. I, I, I think they were kind of over. That's the top, top floor, right? And that's the whole floor to yourself, right? Yeah, I think they were kind of like over-exaggerating it with the writing a little bit. A penthouse? Yeah, you could have just said 
penthouse. I'm going to rent an apartment in Tony's building. But I feel like it follows along with the way that Lynn is. She mismanages her money so bad that she really thinks she can afford a penthouse. (laughs) She don't think about the future. She thinks about like, oh, I got the money now. Right. I got the money for a penthouse right now. Okay, well, how are you going to sustain that? You got a job. You have any other money coming in? Any other um, income? Mm -hmm. So Tony's like, oh, how much are you getting? And she's like, well, you don't want to know. It'll just make you want to kill Todd for the insurance money. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I ain't saying a dumb I mean, thing. that's the idea. Sound like he worth more more dead than alive. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so at Joan's house, once we open the episode proper, uh, she's walking in with some bags, presumably with stuff for the uh, the auction for the homeless. And Tony's already there reading the newspaper on the couch. And we find out uh, she only has $600 that she raised so far out of the 60000 she's supposed to raise. So, hmm. but she says, honestly, it's her fault because she procrastinated into the last minute and didn't follow up with donors. Mm. Okay. Well, there's our episode. The end. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. But no, Joan takes it a step further and uh, tries to recruit Tony to help her with this auction and puts a lot of pressure on her i think that was a lot of pressure on tony y'all gotta understand that y'all are the main character in your lives not everyone else's so when you ask people kind of like feel them out first and see if they're even willing or open or want to do these big tasks for you because that's how you get self-inflicted disappointment yeah especially like I think you'd be better off asking William to do something like this. Uh, Tony is all about Tony. We know this. And also... And she in debt. I was going to say that, but also she's not going to be using her money anyway. Joan said that she has friends at all these different stores and they could donate stuff to... Possibly donate stuff to the auction that way. Not like her buying it. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, um... While Joan's mentioning all the stores on Rodeo that Tony's friends with, Tony reads in the newspaper that Beverly Johnson is in town promoting her uterine awareness campaign, Healthy You. What do you know about Beverly Johnson? Superstar, supermodel, bad, the original bad bitch. Yeah, part of black royalty, model from the 70s. Did you feel like it was realistic for Tony to be a huge fan of of her and identify with her? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> when would Tony have been born? Let me see. In the se- late 70s. Okay. It's possible. After Beverly's debut. It's a bit of a stretch, but it's possible. Who do you think, besides Beverly, that they could have replaced Beverly with that Tony was, you know, identified with? As a model? As anything could be real estate just a black woman in general that is a celebrity that kind of encompasses what tony childs grew up to be let me think 70s because there's no michelle obama yet um i mean there is a michelle obama but she wasn't prevalent i know and this is no pun intended but like maybe diana ross hmm but like a singer that's well do we know about diana's business dealings and things like that um, or she does act and sing. 
I know Diana wasn't with the wasn't with the shits. I know she ran a tight ship over there. Oh, when it came to like the money and yeah, that would have been cool though if it had been Diana Ross and she was on the show as that cameo playing herself, and Joan wasn't a fan or anything like that. Like you know what I mean? Like kind of like how they did on Moesha when Moesha when Brandy guest starred on Moesha. Mm, that's cute you know to kind of separate it you know mm-hmm. it would have been cool but they missed that opportunity and brought on beverly which is fine yeah which is fine that works too it just would have been a really good opportunity i don't think we're gonna get any other opportunity well we do have one have we met joan's mom yet have we seen that episode yeah it's some light-skinned woman <laughs> <laughs> But it would have been cool since we only see her mom like once that if Diana Ross had played her mom. But maybe some people would have thought it was too on the nose. I mean, I don't see why not. I would have told them motherfuckers to loosen up. Like, it's cute. I would have liked that. Especially like during this time when it was like, oh shit, we weren't really accustomed to tracy ellis ross yet and her quirky personality until girlfriends so now like we know her but it would have been cute to see like the banter between her and her mom at that that time yeah i mean i would have loved to see it i just feel like people would have been like of course they're gonna bring in her mom to Mm -hmm. do something on this show because she has to be attached to her mom all the time blah blah Mm -hmm. i don't i don't be thinking she'd be using her mom for clout like that though she one of them Nepo babies that um we don't really be seeing her her mother come out her mouth like that. What y'all think? Nepo babies. Yeah, Nep- girl, you won't give me the <laughs> you won't give me all kinds of vocab. <laughs> Nepo babies. Y'all know y'all Dang. know y'all know what that is. I don't even gotta. So while Joan is depending on Tony for this bullshit, Tony seems distracted because she's trying to hang out with Beverly Johnson. Beverly's in town and she wants to see her because Beverly is her best friend in her heart so um right before the scene ends joan pleads with tony to take this uh auction seriously look at me i need eye contact tony listen this is really serious my ass is on the line here and i need you to come through for me your real best friend girl don't worry i got you i need to hear the words tony Fine, I promise to get Joan some crap from Dominique Cohen for that thing she screwed up. Okay. Of course, we know. We know. (laughs) So next, we're at William's house, and he is in the shower. Lynn breaks in. First, she kind of taunts him, right? It's something where... That never happened with my shower, where you turn on another faucet or you flush the toilet... And did that happen with yours? That's never happened with mine. No, I've never had anything like that. You know what? Sitcoms really fucked us up. Yes, they do that all the time. Especially in the the 2000s, the 80s, the 90s. They all use that same joke. Those sitcoms will have you fucked up. I thought it was going to happen to me. And it's never happened. Like, any time that I've, like, forgotten, you know, and flushed the toilet. Uh Uh-huh. Or someone else has while I've been in the shower. It's never happened. So, you know, I I don't know. I don't know where this trope came from. Maybe old plumbing in the 80s trickled down to the 90s and the early 2000s. But 
listeners at hell yes girl let us know have you guys ever had that where you turn on a faucet or you flush a toilet and all of a sudden you burning inside a shower yeah because only on tv and i i've even seen some sitcoms make it be like where they get a whole flush of cold water in the shower like it's not even hot it's yes i've seen it i've never seen the cold and i'm like which one is it is this supposed to be (laughs) which one is it (laughs) i don't know man because here's what i think happened i think sometimes when you flush a toilet or turn on like a um faucet it might change a little bit yeah for a short time and tv shows was like let's make that shit extra extra let's go ham with it and say it changes a lot lot like they really be doing the most they had me thinking that like it was real they had me scared i was like well let me wait till after i shower let me just make sure because you know i saw family matters and uh (laughs) i don't want to burn my skin off i don't want to hang in this shit i can't do that oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah continue yes so lynn does that wait sorry there's one more thing that doesn't age well in this scene too i'm sure you're gonna get to it i just cut you off my bad but i'm sure you're gonna get to it yeah so she does that for a little bit and then she pulls out the disposable camera (laughs) not the not the not the camera where you can't look at the pictures until until you done develop them a month later until you already paid for them bitches right (laughs) so as she's taking the pictures in this scene and she just sticks her hands over the um the top and just goes click yes i'm like how you know that came out how you know you angled it further far enough to see all his business how you know the steam because it didn't look like she did exactly or the steam wasn't blocking his 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 Mm, jabulo i didn't even think about the steam so you won't find out until you go in uh and develop the film but she's like oh i'm gonna use these for blackmail i mean i guess you can because william don't even know if the pictures came out either Mm -hmm. so you can call his bluff Mm -hmm. when i used to have a disposable camera if it was really important i would take two because sometimes what would happen i don't know if you ever had this happen but sometimes you take pictures and it just doesn't come out yeah like it'll it'll click you'll go and then you get the pictures back and the one you took at that time isn't in the group Uh uh-huh it just didn't come out Uh uh-huh or be over just be like well if it's something i really really yeah over something you know for some reason that's technical so I would just be like, let me just take two to be sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only two, though. You don't want to waste a third because you only get a certain amount. <laughs> yeah. And my thing is, I know disposable cameras were still a thing during this time, but were we kind of like moving on towards digital cameras? No. I'm surprised she didn't have a digital camera. Maybe it was well, still you know, kind of sort of new, broke. Yeah. Them shits was expensive when yeah. it first got lit. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah so she's taking pictures of him um then she takes another one when he comes outside of his shower because she's like i'm gonna email this to all the girls that you're talking to online and show them that you're what, what was her thing she just said she's gonna email some naked pictures to them whatever and so yeah. kind of like turn them off which is a well i guess it wasn't illegal back then but that's this is illegal yeah <laughs> oh shut up illegal and he's a lawyer too so he knows how illegal it is yeah exactly 
So he agrees to pay her because she's not, she, she's tired of him giving her the runaround for her alimony check. Cut my motherfucking check, nigga. Yeah, which is insane. Like, you got the money, William. Somebody didn't broke. Look at the, where you're living. Look at your shower. <laughs> Look at the window. Look at the window. That this girl climbed into. <laughs> Did you see them fucking windows? That wasn't a, that wasn't a regular window, child. That was one of them office windows. That was like one of them, I got white people money windows. Mm-hmm. That whole bathroom was a fucking vibe. So I know for a fact he got the money. I don't know why he's stalling. Mm-hmm. Did they say how much she got or we just assume how much she got? We just assumed. They never said. We didn't. I don't know if okay. we got the price of the item, but we didn't. We did. It was just assumptions based off of other sentences that were said. We'll get to that, though. But next, we're back at Jones. They're going through all these different items that Joan acquired for the auction. She got a lot of electronics some and some random shit. She also got a lunch with Vanna White. OK, what? Vanna fucking White? Dang. Huh? That's a that's a blast from the past. I mean, I guess Wheel of Fortune was popping back then. So Lynn and Maya are there to help her sort through everything. And Maya said she wants the Vanna White lunch. So she's going to be trying to get that. And then William has the audacity to pop up after pretty much denying Lynn her money. But I think she he gave it by the by this point. Mm-hmm. And he wants to add to the auction a Barry Manilow picture disc, which is pretty cool. Picture discs are rare. Mm-hmm. But he also signed it. Barry Manilow signed it himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, William's totally fine with giving one up because he has two others at home. Remember, you know, William's a fan of Lowe. Mm-hmm. And then we see that Lynn finds an item from the past. Blue Octagon? Mm-hmm. Um, so Blue Octagon is a painting that Lynn loves so much because she, in a past episode, was infatuated with the companion piece, Red Triangle. Do you remember this? No, I don't. Damn, you forget? How long ago was this reference? It was when she started dating Sean. Sean worked at an art gallery and Lynn kept going back to at that art gallery to look at red triangle and sometimes joan would go back there pretending she wanted to look at red triangle with her but she really wanted to go see sean Mm, okay so now blue octagon which is like the sequel (laughs) is up for auction for joan's event and that's when tony shows up and first joan's like oh great everything's fixed tony's here yay and tony's on the phone she didn't even think about this damn auction. She's chasing Beverly Johnson and she's tired. She's been chasing her all day, trying to figure out where she's going to be, trying to meet up with her. It's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> it's giving very much stalker. It's giving swim fan. Have you seen swim fan? No. Is that another one I need to watch? No, you don't need to watch that one. Oh, okay. It's just a reference. It's just a like a late 90s movie about a high school student who's a swimmer and he has a crazed fan. Oh, shit. It started off like like the crazed young i'm obsessed with you movies Mm, fatal attraction type of situation yeah it's like a it's like a millennial fatal attraction Mm. so at this point tony says she ain't get nothing for the auction because the store was closed the store that she mentioned she would get something from earlier oh i think she said they're closed for the weekend and she can't get them by tomorrow either is that what she said do you remember that 
Yeah, she said they're closed. Um, I just, I, I just was there. They're closed, and she's not gonna get to them by tomorrow. But I'm like, why couldn't she go tomorrow? She didn't say nothing about the weekend though. So I'm like, why can't she oh, just she go just in the morning? She just didn't mention why she can't be there tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I just assumed the auction would be taken. I don't know. They needed it before a oh, certain time. Like, like she wouldn't have time to get there before the auction. Yeah. That's what I assume. Okay. So Joan's obviously disappointed. And that's when Tony gets a call from a source that Beverly Johnson is at a local hotel, the Peninsula Hotel. And she runs out of that house to meet her. She just just immediately runs out the house Mm. and you know what's really surprising when she walked out the house all the rest of the girls just started ripping into her yeah they 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 fake they mad two-faced they They started because they waited so she left the room yeah they started talking mad shit when she left the room like y'all mad fake for that you know what's really funny i was like this needed to happen way sooner first off mm-hmm. second it was so jarring i thought it was a dream sequence i was like this ain't real mm. the way they just each one had their thing you know maya had her thing even william jumped in i was like y'all y'all must be kidding right after all these all these seasons all these episodes finally y'all are talking about this girl's self-absorbed mm-hmm. and clueless personality mm-hmm. come on we all know that tony is deeply insecure so she's manufactured this callous front to mask the fact that on the inside there's nothing there Sheesh. anybody living with delusions that grand is in constant pain no she's a painful bitch and I'm tired of that bitch. And I sometimes wish that bitch was out of my life. She. Uh, ain't mad fake. Only because they ain't said to her face? Yeah. And y'all been knew about her being self-absorbed and clueless. But y'all only want to say it because all y'all are there. And y'all can all be chit-chatting and mumbling and cackling behind her motherfucking back. Well, fuck you then, bitch. And you too, William. Bitch. <laughs> so I like when she come in, when she come back in. And Joan is on her part of the rant. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know what I don't like though? You know what I'm gonna say, what I ain't like. What you ain't like? So Joan's sitting there talking her piece, and Joan's owed that, even though, you know, she procrastinated on this shit. Joan can say her piece, but the thing is, when Tony came back in the room. You gotta, you gotta hook your girl up with some intel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Be like, oh hey Tony, why you came back? Exactly. They fake. Say something. Don't just let Joan talk like that, and the girl just walk back up in the house. Tell her something. Give her a clue to shut the fuck up. You could. You, they could have just went like, Tony, you forgot something. Yeah. <laughs> they could have said something. Everybody was just quiet. Mm-mm-mm. Damn. So, of course, Tony's pissed. Mm-hmm. And I ain't know, you know, sometimes Tony be like, all right, you know, I'm just going to walk out and not say nothing. But Tony was like, nah, not this time. My time now. All of you jealous, ugly bitches can kiss my fabulous, very perky black ass. And yes, William, today, you're one of those bitches. <laughs> Next, we're at the Peninsula Hotel. Beverly Johnson's meeting with some people. Looks like an event or something. They're planning the uterine thing. Healthy you. Um, And it's actually Beverly Johnson. It is actually her. 
it is we see her you know her full face as as uh, unlike a few other characters that come on this episode mm-hmm. another character in particular so she's um tony walks in and she's like beverly girl i've been walking all over town looking for you she starts talking to beverly like she knows her do i know you only in spirit but in person we haven't had the pleasure tony childs garrett <laughs> so anyway girl this meeting was destined you ever meet a celebrity and be like, just start talking to them like, you know? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Have I ever done that to somebody? I'm trying to think if I've done that shit. No, I don't think so. Like, I know them, nah. Like, if you're a huge fan and you, like, know a lot about them. And you feel like, oh, hey, girl, what you have for lunch? Yeah, like, something like that. Hey, girl, what's up? How you been? Or, like, how was your day? How you doing? You know, one thing that living in New York taught me, I try to treat every celebrity like they're a real person, as opposed to, like, when I first moved to New York, it was like, oh, my God, you're that guy who played in that one episode that one time. (laughs) Can I get a picture? (laughs) Now I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, man? What was it like being on that show? Like, ask them something about themselves, but... I think this is different what tony's doing she's doing more of a like let's pick up where we left off kind of thing mm-hmm. she acting like they're close they're super close like it's kind of yeah, weird like y'all have already met and like she has this close relationship that she didn't even earn yet mm-hmm. so of course beverly's very put off by it and tony continues on her rant and introduces herself I read your book 40 times, and except for the fact that you grew up in Buffalo and I grew up in Fresno, we're the same person. We both knew we were fabulous amongst the meaningless and the overweight. Fat shaming. This is y'all's girl. Mm. Classes and egregious. <laughs> I think she's way more classes and egregious than Joan, in general. I don't know. Joan be having her moments. It's just that Tony is Tony's so not giving it. a fuck about it. But I do think as far as being classist, I think they can they can go head to head. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because Tony verbally says it and yeah. Joan kind of just she'll just frown her nose at it and kind of be like, hmm. She's more passive. Well, where I grew up, it was like this. Yeah. Very much passive. Whereas Tony's active. Mm-hmm. So um, as this rant's going on, Beverly tells the other people in the meeting to leave for a second so she can talk to Tony privately. And she says to Tony that she thinks that she's schizophrenic. I mean, psh, I don't know. Well, I don't think so. Yeah, nah. She just be trying it. She ain't nothing wrong with her. <laughs> I think there's something. It ain't schizophrenia. Of this. There's definitely some emotional something going on. But uh, Beverly hands her a card for a uh, doctor that she knows. And she strongly suggests that Tony uses it and wishes her good luck. And then she calls security because Tony is being a lot. And we assume that she got kicked out. So next we're at the auction. Does the auction look like um, the auction looks like it's taking place at the same hotel, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a weird transition. But it's not going well. People aren't really bidding on stuff. There's only a few people there. Jones on the mic trying to encourage everyone to bid. Open your wallets. Liquidate your kids' college funds. <laughs> Sell your organs. <laughs> Sell your kids' organs. <laughs> Remember, it's it's for the homeless. Gross. Mm. So most of the main characters are there. Lynn, Maya, and William are there. Tony's not. I, I tend to call everybody the girls, even William. William is an honorary girl. Like, if he's there, he's one of the girls. So the girls are there. <laughs> 
and they're bidding on things that they want. Maya wants the Vanna White lunch. Lynn wants Blue Octagon. And William thinks there's a ride on the Enterprise from Star Trek, but it's just an Enterprise car rental. He read it wrong. But the auction's going so poorly that Joan lengthens the time. Oh, she keeps the bidding open till until dawn, which is, girl, ain't nobody awake in the middle of the night. You ain't gonna get no mm-hmm. new influx of people that's gonna pop on in. Mm-hmm. So Maya looks and sees who's been outbidding her. She keeps getting outbid for this Vanna White lunch. So she goes over to the paper to see who's been outbidding her. It's it's former president Jimmy Carter. Oh, yes, with that fake-ass cameo. Yes. Well, we know that wasn't him because I ain't show his face, but he had... I looked up his picture from that time. He had a little more gray hair. Uh-huh. And he got a longer face. Mm, so. They didn't even get the right... Well, they already have one one cameo. It could have been Clinton. Clinton. It was Clinton. That would have been nice. They could have got Bush. They should have got Bush. Okay, they, there's a few that they could have said. Bush was currently president, and then he was going to win again this coming November. But yeah, they, no one liked George Bush. They could have just put George Bush. That would have been the joke. Mm, yeah, but Maya is a big fan. Ooh, right, right, right. Yeah. What would what would she have said to Bush? Exactly. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. Okay. Uh huh. Good call. Good call. <laughs> And she says, yeah, she's a big fan. She's a lifelong Democrat and Baptist, and she admires all he stands for. But she needs him to back his Georgia peanut growing ass off her lunch with Vanna White. So Jimmy gets spooked and walks off. And that's the last we see of uh, President Carter. And Lynn's still babysitting Blue Octagon. And she's making sure no one outbids her. Now she got a little bit of a coin, a cute coin. Mm-hmm. She's trying to figure out what to do with her money. This is so sad. Did you find this sad that Lynn was getting tempted by this fucking blue octagon painting? Instead of saving her money or, or investing it in something, she finally has enough money to get her life started. It's just really, really sad because you lucked up. You got a cute coin. And now, a cute coin that you did not work for. Right? Mm. Yeah. And now you finna flush it all down the toilet and slap God in his face or in her <laughs> face, whatever you're into, right? Or their face. Or their face. Slap <laughs> God in their face and spend it on this motherfucking painting. That is fucked up. And it, it almost seems like the, the, the poetic justice of it seems like mentally Lynn's not all. Something's not going on mentally. Oh, there's a mental health issue here with Lynn for sure because her obsession with these red red triangle blue octagon paintings is just like that's gonna stop you from starting your life this canvas with some blue paint on it is just gonna stop you from buying an apartment that you can stay in and have to worry about being homeless or get a car or, you know, something like that. For sure. This is what's going to st- get in your way? Some screws are definitely loose up there. The, all the yeah. lights aren't on. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I admire art. I'm not trying to down art. But, bitch, you, what's going to keep you warm at night? <laughs> Lynn don't got enough money to be buying art like that. That's for bitches who rich, rich. Yeah, that's a purchase you make when you done made it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like... When you got money to be blowing on on art and girl, you better pay your bills and find some place to stay. You heard Maya. It's a wrap. Yeah. 
And what's, what makes it worse is William knows how much she got. And he even tempts her by outbidding her right underneath how much money she has uh, from the alimony. William, what are you doing? In order to beat that, I'd have to... Use your entire alimony settlement. The choice is yours. You can either give up your riches or the painting that speaks to your soul. What's that? I think it's talking to me. <laughs> what are you saying? It's saying bye-bye, Lynn. Oh. So, I don't know what William gets out of this. He doesn't want her to have it. What are you getting out of watching her suffer? Niggas. And spend all her money on the wrong shit. Niggas doing nigga shit. He didn't want her to have it. So it wasn't even about him cutting the check. He just didn't want her to be able to have it and get her shit together. A true hater. Mm, so now he's like, well, I'm going to make sure she don't keep this money. And then I still can't get her shit together. Lynn took the bait. You ain't had to buy that motherfucking pain. It don't take much for Lynn to take the bait. That was simple. Light work for William. But damn. And also, I think the writers wrote it in. Like, they need Lynn to be broke. What else are they going to write for her? They have nothing else to write for her. We already got other people doing stuff in their life. We can't fit anything else in for Lynn. So they need her to remain broke. So they don't got to write her having a brand new job and a brand new location and a brand new boyfriend Mm -hmm. and possible apartment, which is another location they got to build up and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So I think it's also strategic on their part. Mm -hmm. And so she does it. She um, she goes up to Joan. And the thing is, I think she writes her a check. She write her a check. Some paper she looks at to see how much it is. Mm hmm. She shows Joan how much she was gonna she's gonna pay for Blue Octagon. And at first Joan's like, Wait, are you nuts? But then she sees how much it is and goes, I mean, shit, well, thank you. And I'm like, can we just stop? Can we stop for one second and stop being a charity organizer for one damn second and look out for your friend who's making the worst purchase of her life? I was like, this is so T V land, cause if y'all would have won like, girl, if you don't Huh? Yeah, I'll be like, I'm not taking it. That's ridiculous. You barely, I've never seen you with this much money in your life. Ever. Keep this money, fucking buy a place to stay. You know you're going to be on the street next week. We're, are we assuming that it's about 60000 Well, yeah, because the, the, the auction was over. Yeah. She ended the auction. That's not how auctions work. You usually wait a certain amount of time, like 9 o'clock or whatever, when it ends, and then you check and see who won each item. Right. But... She was trying to hit that 60,000 mark so bad that once she got it, she was like, we good. Y'all can leave now. We're, it's over. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm assuming it was at least close to 60,000 for a picture of a fucking beige, you know, paint around a blue octagon mm-hmm. that anybody could have damn painted. So I'm just like, yo, Joan, are we just ignoring the tough love aspect of how we need to be kind of parenting Lynn. <laughs> Cause this is a huge mistake. A big one. But anyway, she takes the money. And even, even before Lynn prefaces it by saying, listen, I made this bid and I might be homeless after this, but here you go. Mm. And Joan's like, okay, thanks, but you're not staying at my house. So, <laughs> What are we doing? Do we even care about your friends? Do you care, Joan? Right. It's kind of like, damn, Joan. Like, you know why she don't got no money now. And you 
It's like you're giving a kid candy and then be like, oh, see, we got to take you to the dentist. Like, yeah, motherfucker, you done gave her all the candy and I fucked up her teeth. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I I thought that was kind of... Yeah. So it's over. The the auction ends. And that's when Tony, Tony finally shows up. She's late, of course. And she's like, okay, I brought the your bracelet that you wanted for the auction but it's over and joan looks a little disappointed so tony's like listen i want to talk and she says she feels bad for letting joan down again and joan takes accountability at first and says no i messed up i procrastinated and then i made it an emergency on your part mm-hmm. you know and i was like damn okay joan you know that's that's some good clarity mm-hmm. but then joan what do you call the way she went in on Tony? I call it a low-key drag, you know, throwing shade. Okay. You know. It's, is it low-key shade or is it just actual straight-up shade? Because the way she, she says it is kind of almost like, it's not your fault that you suck. It's it's cool. Don't worry about it. It's not your fault that you're a trash-ass friend. I would it's, say. It's my fault for not knowing that you're a trash-ass friend. I don't know what I was thinking. I've never been able to rely on you. I don't know why. I thought this time would be different. You don't know how to be there for anybody but yourself. Am I really that bad? Tony. Honey. You can't really be that oblivious. <laughs> Sneak this in. Ooh. Cash at me. I think that's the one. <laughs> I think that's that the fair. one. Because it really, the way she worded it was kind of like, is she doing this on purpose? Like, is she really knowing how she sound right now? But Tony says, Beverly Johnson said, I'm schizophrenic. And Joan says, nah, she don't know you. You actually suffer from profound narcissistic personality disorder. And I'm like, damn, I think, I think that might be closer to the truth. I ain't a doctor. Uh, I don't, I don't know if she's, I read books though. If she's bona fide narcissist. Maybe well, we maybe not until we got a doctor to check it out. On a spectrum. Like low tier. Oh yeah, yeah. She ain't like she definitely like maybe diet. Yeah. Gluten free. Like yeah, like some like non GMO type shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Maybe what they be saying, keto nowadays. Keto, keto and... vegan, something like that. <laughs> something like that. It's missing some of the elements, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The rhythm without the blues, something like that. <laughs> right you know no carbs it's, it's just <laughs> so yeah jones jones really acting real funny in this scene so the scene ends and next we're in therapy with tony because beverly sent her there and she got a white therapist oh I'm like, no oh. oh no womp womp <laughs> tomato no. <laughs> Oh, you know they don't i mean uh, listeners and the white listeners thanks for being here and this is not about y'all okay this is about when you're a black person and you go to a white therapist and they can't take your issues seriously because they can't identify with what you're going on enough to help you mm-hmm. you know and they might be more judgy in certain moments than a black therapist would like they can see through things a black therapist can see through things that white people don't clock 
Uh-huh. And it's also like, it's just a difference in experience and culture and, and, and point of view and all that goes into that. Like, especially as black women, uh, it's just like, I don't think male therapists really hit right. I don't mm, think yep. white therapists really hit, sw- hit right, male or female. <sighs> you got to get at least somebody that's in the people of color range, women of color range, something like that. I mean, what color are we talking about? Because uh, people of color, POCs, we can all be POCs, but a lot of us has very, have very yeah. different experiences. Yeah, all the niggas be There's certain to colors do. that I only identify with. I don't identify with all the colors. Some of y'all. And they don't some identify with me. Some of y'all off whites be trying it too. <laughs> some off whites, some. Some lighter brown. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't identify we all people of color but we don't all identify with the same culture and experiences so just be careful guys just do your research and make sure you're picking the right person to tell your deepest darkest secrets to yeah I'm just saying like if if a black female isn't isn't available you know everybody doesn't live in like a multi multi multi-racial whatever area or they don't have may not have access to them but like you know it'll do it's like I ask for steak but I guess I'll take this other meat instead. At least it's not <laughs> vegan. You know, so... <laughs> At least it's real meat, yeah. I guess. <sighs> I guess, but... Tony looks great here. Jill looks great here. Great makeup, hair and everything. I like the headband with the hair pulled back. Mm-hmm. Hair pushed back. Mm-hmm. I really like it a lot. It's great. It's, I like the black girl, messy, quote-unquote messy hair look that they gave her. I like it. I mean, it's pushed back. So you can't really... Is that the reason they put a headband on her? You think? Yeah, they want to give her that, like, casual look. That's why. And then she's kind of like, okay. oh my god. Like, disheveled type of thing. <laughs> That's what the, the, they're they're trying to give. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks for putting me on game. Thank you. <laughs> um. So the therapist asks her what she's afraid of. And at first, Tony bullshits. She gives bullshit answers. And so the therapist is like, all right, so if you're not going to be direct, you're not going to accomplish anything. Coming from a white woman. (laughs) Right. Them bitches. Them bitches practically invented passive aggressiveness. Child. Oh, my God. I just thought of that. As As the words were coming out of my mouth from my notes, I was like, wait, what? Pot. Is that the pot? Pot meat kettle. And so we find out at this point that Tony is banned for 18 months um, from the Peninsula Hotel for bothering Miss Beverly Johnson. Damn. Uh, that's just casually thrown in. But I think that's that's wow. 18, 18 months? months? Did she slap her? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you didn't even assault her. You didn't touch her, beat her up, bruise her up. Nothing. That's a lot. They doing the most. That's more than two years. Right? That's, that's well it's, it's a, a year, year and a half it's a year and some change yeah. yeah like a year and a half for just walking up to her you were she wasn't mean she was just being really nice yeah she was showering her with compliments y'all corny for that so the therapist asked one more time what are you afraid of and at first tony's like i don't know nothing i'll fight anybody <laughs> <laughs> i like that line <laughs> i don't know why though because she went she went too serious with it yeah that's not what she meant but the therapist is like all right so let's start from the beginning who are you where you from and what you do okay tony says she has three brothers and three sisters bitch where damn 
Does she really? We only met the two sisters and the, the singing ass brother that was dating Maya. Right. So where's the other three? We would have seen them at the wedding. Mm-hmm. If you ain't at the wedding, you ain't family. That's all I got to say. Period. You heard it here, folks. So she's like, I moved to L.A. with my best friend. And then she gets really sad. She says what she's afraid of. And she says, I'm afraid that when I die, I won't be, be missed. missed. Mm. Damn. That's like from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. She was just kikiing a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. She got icky deep. And that's the end of that scene. Mm. So the final scene, uh, Lynn is back at Maya's house. Lynn is now like the manager of the building that Maya's living at. And she's coming to collect rent from Maya. And she says that Maya is a few days late on her rent. And if she pays any later, she's going to have to kick her out. Excuse me. I was like, my, my, how the tables have turned. (laughs) What? She pulled the Issa D and became a property manager so she can get a free apartment. (laughs) I know. Let me tell you something about Lynn. Even though she makes dumb decisions, she always going to be all right. (laughs) She going to be all right. (laughs) She always going to be all right. Yeah, she be figuring it out. Whether she got to lie, con, steal pretend to be 16 and pregnant mm-hmm. she'll find somewhere to rest her head marry a nigga she sure will <laughs> marry a nigga yes she so uh good good for Lynn. she still shouldn't have gave up those uh thousands and thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars but at least she got somewhere to sleep i don't know what she gonna eat at but mm. you know go for her you know when i first saw that scene though I didn't believe Lynn. I was like, this is a ruse to get her money. To get, cause she's like, she tells Maya to put the money in the envelope for her rent. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's a good way for Lynn to just take her money. Like, say, I'm the property manager now. I'm collecting rent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put the money in the envelope. And then now she got her rent. Right. Okay. But that would, that would be hard to like keep up though. Eventually, Maya's going to find out. And, and she know where you live. So y'all going to have to fight this out yeah man so that's the end of the episode and uh next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode each episode we pick our oh hell yes moment the moment that made us say oh hell yes mm-hmm. so etsy could you find an oh hell yes moment in this episode i couldn't i couldn't i, I didn't have one i have a oh hell no moment well, that's not the segment that we did. That's not the segment that we're doing, okay? All right, let me let me just give you my oh hell yes moment. Okay, my oh hell yes moment was when the whole friends group started telling or talking about Tony and making it obvious what kind of person she is. Let's let's talk about it. Yo, that was my oh hell no. I was While we time out, nah. While we unpacking all this shit, Shawty done bounced out the door and neglected us because she want to go chase celebrities. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how self centered she is. Let's talk about William. Talk about oh, I should have told you to get rid of her a long time ago. Let's talk about it. They hate us because she was all up in the videos. She was all up in y'all face five minutes ago, but all of a sudden on the phone trying to figure out where beverly johnson at now that's not what we're doing that's not what we're doing we're trying to get items for this event 
Mm. So we can get this money together. You know, Joan has a has a job pretty much. Yeah, at the end been, of all this, y'all been dealing with this girl for four seasons, which is what TV land maybe like five years, well, six years. Well, and and you know, and before that, because you know they knew people, they knew each other before the, the series started. But go ahead. Exactly. And all of a sudden, y'all want to act brand new like you don't know what time it is when Tony Childs is in the motherfucking building. Joan, you been knew you couldn't depend on Tony. You been knew that since y'all was nine years old. And what happened? Did she take her her, her baker cake or some shit? It was something that some happened. Some bullshit like that. But listen, you, so, so are you blaming Tony for being this type of person? Or are you blaming the group for calling it out? I'm blaming the group for trying to fake call it out and be on some fake outrage cancel shit when y'all niggas been enabling and been okay with it for years oh so we're not gonna even address her personality because she's the owner of, of her actions and emotions we're just we can we can address her personality but we can also address at the same time y'all niggas acting like y'all don't know what time it is if she's such a bad friend then why the hell y'all still friends with her for years since she's so I'm bad just- whatever haters. that's all i gotta say about it mm. haters she mm. hated on her friends for not helping you know it's whatever because joan <laughs> did procrastinate so that was the first step if she hadn't done that she probably would have got all the money together and lynn probably wouldn't have had to spend all that money on blue octagon it would have never even came up that that probably would have never been in the auction mm-hmm. lynn would have found something else to spend her to blow her money yeah on. true <laughs> Okay, check us out on social media. We only have Twitter, so check us out on Twitter at Hell Yes Girl and say hello. Um, also, let's talk about girlfriends. Y'all come up with some hypotheticals. What if blah, blah, blah had ha- happened? What if Tony had stayed with Greg and he had never planned out his revenge? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. I feel like, you know what's so crazy? She was out here trying to avoid a broke nigga. But she probably would have been better off with Greg than, um, than oh boy, at least she wouldn't have been in debt. Damn, that's true. She lost money marrying Todd. But when she was with Greg, she wasn't really losing money. She had the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had to spend it on him, but it wasn't yeah. going to be no $750,000 right. worth of money she was spending on Greg. Mm-hmm. See? If she really did care about finances in a man, she would have asked more questions. That's or she would have just to say. did her own research. Yeah, you need to do your research. Like, you need to make sure you you don't fuck with no broke nigga, but, like, you need to do your research because the nigga that act like Because you know he, he ain't going to say it. He ain't going to tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. He might actually be broke. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Ain't no man gonna admit that shit. Mm-mm. You gotta find that out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and leave a review. We'll read it live on the air and give you a shout-out. Um, also, head over to Spotify, give us five stars, and leave a review. Next episode is called Good Catch or a Bad Hop so uh oh man that's a baseball reference so that means <laughs> we see some alex mendoza you know the baseball player rich college loves maya wants to take her out she don't want to deal with him 
Yeah, and he got a thick ass accent. Oh, a really thick, like Dominican accent. We'll see some more of him, and um, that's going to be interesting. All right, then. Uh, see you next week. Until then, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. Bye. Bye.